This podcast is sponsored by Aurora Packaging Solutions, a global packaging solutions provider leading the transition to a more sustainably packaged future. They specialize in developing packaging and visual communication solutions that reduce the impact on the environment and bring sustainability goals to life. With a focus on partnership and service, they create a custom solution for your business. To learn more, please visit www.orapackaging.com. Welcome to Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors. Today's guests are two of my favorite people in the world of packaging, Tom Corrigan and Marsha Popa. Good afternoon, my friends. How are you? Hey, Corey. Good. Good. Good to see you, Sam. Awesome. Let's start, Tom, with your your title and your role and a little bit about yourself, if you don't mind. Sure. Again, Tom Corrigan, engineer, scientist, and inventor. I invented Scotch Cushion Lock and really just play with products and technologies (laughs) and processes here at 3M with all the amazing, fun people. Awesome. Marsha. Marsha Popa. I'm the Advanced Application Engineering Specialist for Package Protect, specifically our Scotch uh, retail uh, consumer goods, products, and I have a background in packaging. I've always worked in packaging, so self-proclaimed packaging nerd. Um, yes. Love the show. Thanks, Corey. We even dressed alike today, just for those of you listening. We're all wearing our, our nerd Scotch Cushion Lock shirts. We're very proud of this product and this company. Uh, it's incredibly sustainable, and we're excited to talk about it. So, But let's talk about Pack Expo. The last time I saw you was in Las Vegas, and uh, your booth was incredibly busy and so much fun. I'd love to to talk about that with you both. Yep. So Pack Expo, this is our second time doing Pack Expo. Last year, we did Chicago. This year, Vegas, like Corey mentioned. And we had a bigger booth, which was awesome. We had three demo podiums or pedestals, which was great. So we got a lot more kind of capability to demo and really interact with a lot of people. It was pretty much always busy stepping in and a lot of excitement and hype. Some repeat visitors from last year, some that we've already started to work with, but really good positive hype about and the wow factor when people see our product. And Tom, you fulfilled one of your lifelong dreams by creating a giant thousand foot long ball of Scotch Cushion Lock. Tell us about that. How did that work out? Yeah, you're right. You're right, Corey. That was, I don't know, I might have mentioned it to you. I mentioned it to a lot of people. I kept saying, oh, that'd be really cool. We just need to take a full thousand foot roll and just wind the whole thing up and make a giant ball. So on day one, I finally, first thing in the morning, I said, I'm going to do this. Let's go ahead. And it was fun. Actually, it got it got to be whatever, bigger than three feet or almost three and a half feet. I I didn't measure the, I, I'll do it again and I got to get an actual measurement. But anyways, it was pretty big. Um it was a it was more work than I was expecting because it does weigh it's the full 25, 26 pounds of material. So by the time it gets this big, you're holding it out in front of you, develop some new techniques of like rolling it on the floor. <laughs> a video that shows fast forward to me making it. You can almost see me dripping in sweat because luckily I was interrupted by people to yep. talk about cushion lock in between. But yep. it was fun, drew a lot of attention. We had people who had nothing to do with packaging come by and say, ah, we Heard about the big ball. <laughs> yes. We <laughs> a GoPro video of it, the whole thing that Caleb, one of our coworkers, put together. So quite time lapse of it showing him sapping and starting and making it. And yeah, it did help draw even more people probably into the booth because we had it right on the edge of the booth. And as yeah. people walked by, they'd want to touch it. And we're like, okay, come on in. And Everyone touched it. it. Like you almost <laughs> couldn't walk by without like touching it, which means the tactile, the product is 
that's part of the experience is to see what yeah. it is. So that was, yeah. I think next show, we should make a couple of them. We'll have battles with people. We'll, we talked about rolling them down the aisles and we'll do all sorts of things. With it. Yeah. I think it's awesome. I even lifted it up one time and put it over my head and took a, my friend Avelio Matos took a picture of me and we posted it, man, were people interested in that on LinkedIn? <laughs> they, they were, they thought that was really cool. So well done. Great promotional idea. It's such a cool product, but so that was a thousand foot roll. Yeah, that, that's your big industrial roll that turns into, like you said, three and a half foot, four foot wide ball of Scotch cushion lock to create replace three and a half, three and a third rolls of plastic bubble. Is that say, is it? Um, the equivalent of twenty five hundred feet of twenty five hundred feet okay. of a three sixteenth bubble? So 2,500 feet, wow. The packing power of a 3 16th bubble for lengthwise. So that expansion, one and a half times the length and, the, and just the thickness, it can really fill the volume quicker and more effectively than plastic air bubbles. That's amazing stats there. And the, the good news is you have yet another alternative. It's the new smaller dispenser box that I think is going to be very popular. Let's talk about that. Let's unbox it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so this is our 175 foot that hasn't literally come out yet. This is first production basically off from our local line. So you open it up, feels like a saran wrap box, tinfoil box. So this even tips forward a little bit. The angle is a little bit different than you work from than on our metal dispenser. We go pretty much parallel to the counter or the table tap surface. This is pull up. Once again, it's always about the tension. So we want to get this so it expands the honeycomb so it doesn't come out flat, but doesn't rip too easily. So as the roll will be used, you'll probably want to change your angle a little bit. We're doing it in midair with my Vanna here. But as you use it, you might, because the roll gets lighter. That's Mr. Vanna to you. And at the end, you might need to even hold the roll in place, similar to what you have to do with tinfoil when you get to the end. Because we really didn't want to add a lot of other things in there. So it's just a corrugated box. There's a little insert kind of as a cradle underneath there. And then the the cushion lock in it, um, not on a spindle or anything like that. So that's our new, we're thinking maybe for like mail rooms, maybe Etsy sellers, people that don't need a thousand feet, maybe don't use it that uh, quickly, but would still have that. Plus it's a little more mobile. You can move it around. If it's in a mail room, I could take it to an office when somebody's packing up something, move it on down. So that's yeah, our newest to be hitting, I believe in the next couple of months and other retailers. Oh, that's exciting. And you're right. There is a lot of demand for a smaller roll, maybe temporary. Like you said, you have 20 packing stations and only 10 of them need that. So you don't need the thousand foot roll. You, you need the 175 foot. That's a really smart design. I love how when you open it up, it looked like there was instructions right there too. Yep. Yep. As part of the design, give you a little bit of feedback on how to actually use it. Yep. Um, as well as a lot of information on the box itself. It'll ship in own container. So some of that might get covered up by a label, obviously. But um, <laughs> there's instructions. We've already taken them off. There's rubber feet that we add onto the bottom that the user, once they receives it, to keep it in place a little bit better. And then um, showing, yeah, the positioning, pulling out, and then wrapping, and then packing it into your box. Excellent. So no wasted packaging for the shipping of it. Ships in own container, SIOC for the those who are in the industry. That's a big deal and very minimal assembly, it sounds like. Very yep. exciting. Excellent. Thanks. When do you, when do we think those will come out in the next month or two? 
It should be hitting retailers and whoever's selling it for us in the next month or so. We're just building production right now. Wow. I'm excited. I'm excited to to see those in person and, and test them out. I, I did want to talk a little bit about the user experience and how does that come into the design and thought process when creating things like the 30-foot roll or the 1,000-foot roll or now the 175-foot roll? Yeah, that's that's really the big part about it, right? Because it's the same product. We have the magic material, but it it needs something to make it intuitive to the user of how it's going to expand, how it's going to pop up, um, and also so that they can figure out how to use it. Once you know how to use it, yeah, you can take almost any format, get just the right length. We actually, interestingly enough, the original version when we were prototyping this a couple of years ago was a box-based version, hmm. but we went with like smaller and the bigger, and now we're backfilling into the middle. There's a little <laughs> bit of innovation in getting the resistance just right so that out yeah. of the box, that's the big thing with this box dispenser is like literally out of the box, it'll deploy nicely. You don't have to... I think we really believe that once someone is like wrapped one or two items with it, they understand how it's supposed to work. And it's amazing how humans can adapt and figure out how to make the product, how to make the product work. So that's all part of the, or part of the format, part of the experience. We've looked at a lot of other things, including occasionally people talk to us about automating and like having an automated system. We have actually built prototypes of it, which was fun. But, you know, as we really query people on what they want, we're not sure they really want a power dispenser that deploys the material for you because ultimately it's you're still yeah you're still the way this is working in the in this format you're wrapping it around something to get really the protected you're creating that nest right. around it and the differential it only it's it really is just ounces of force to get it to deploy <laughs> off of the roll it's not right. compared to like holding your object and rolling it it's not a big deal yeah. Um, but what, but some people are looking for other things when they suggest automation. They're really thinking more of void fill. And mm-hmm. there is that is a niche that we're driving towards with some future things that we'll, we'd love to share maybe on a future podcast to take yep. this and automate the creation of a void fill product out of the cushion locks so that you can quickly um, fill some space. So that's another, again, we got a lot of different areas that we're, we're always um, looking into. So that's excellent. And at the booth, you showed what would happen if you um, made this larger with single face corrugated. I thought that was absolutely brilliant idea of yours for demonstration purposes. Can you walk us through that real quick? I, sure, I did some videos fun. that were super popular about that. Yeah, yeah. Shoot, I sorry, I didn't think to bring that down no worries. <laughs> yeah. with you here. But if you just yeah, like I say, if you take the basic the, the pattern, the kirigami pattern that that creates cushion lock. Mm-hmm. And the core of it is something we call the folding wall kirigami pattern. And so it's basically cushion lock, but without the little fingers on the top and the bottom. So it looks more like a square walls. And we had two different types of demo of that at Pack Expo, which was fun. One, which was actually done in single-base corrugate with, it was about an inch and a half tall. That sounds um, right. Yeah. And I literally could stand on it because it's such a strong structure. And then when you take the single slit pattern, which is what other competitors use. When you stand on that, it, it would crush down. And then I made little handheld, like doing that same kind of experiment, <laughs> little sheets of paper that you could crush by hand and just get that experience of how much stronger you take the paper and you take the strength on the flat plane, you rotate it all vertical and create those walls that are standing straight up. That's the magic of this. When you look through it, 
most of that paper is all vertical. That's the strongest plane. So when you wrap it around your item, you're creating this nest and you have these walls radiating out from the center. You float your object in the center of the box. It's the farthest away from any wall and it's got the maximum strength in the paper radiating out from the, from the object. So it's really a nice design to get saved. Incredible. I think the video I did of you talking about this a year ago or a year and a half ago has over 8 million views now. And the number one, yeah, the number one pushback on it is, hey, I've seen that product for years. What are you talking about? You didn't invent anything. And this is exactly what we're talking about is the differentiator here is the pattern. And uh, the fact that a 200 pound person could stand on top of this pattern, but you put the other pattern under that same person and it squishes. So what you've invented is an incredible new design. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, We actually have published, I can give you the links to it. We actually have published in journal articles on the engineering behind the folding wall Kiragami pattern directly compared to the single slit basic pattern. We have a publication in a nature journal art and also an ASME, American Society of Mechanical Engineering. Amazing. As well, so. I think a lot of people listening to this would be interested in that. So we'll add those into the show notes uh, because there are a lot of uh, very technical people in this industry and that's uh, a good thing. A lot of science-based thought here. Uh, Marsha, I'd love to know uh, some surprises or any insights you've gotten from working on this product lately. So you touched on a little bit. So it's that kind of that wow factor, but then people do see the differentiation like virtual. They see it somewhat, but then Mm -hmm. we still get the, oh, we've seen something. We've received something with that. And it's maybe not our product yet, unfortunately, but at least it's (laughs) producing people to the thought of a paper-based cushioning. Because the other thing is people are really aware of and know plastic bubble. Yeah. They know it. They trust it. They've used it. They, it's very apparent what it is. So it's that wow factor. But then it's still the connecting the dots. And especially more on the basic consumer that's going to buy it off from a retail shelf, the small roll. They don't know what it is versus a big roll of bubble right Mm -hmm. next to it on the store shelf. So it's getting that that knowledge and that learning. So people will try it, accept it, trust it. We've done testing, but you don't get the ability to say all that stuff I just said to somebody when they're at the store shelf (laughs) going to buy it versus plastic bubble. So it's awareness is a huge thing. So that's where we focus more on the large role because then we can train people how to use it. They'll be using it to ship their items through e-commerce and such. And then people will receive stuff with it and be like, oh, now I can go to my local whatever store and pick it up off from the shelf and use that to ship something to my grandkid or grandma or whatever. So it's that awareness is what's been unnerving and frustrating. But we love that we do shows like this with you. Pack Expo has been great for that, that, that packaging industry to raise awareness. And we really do get even people that have seen or maybe at Pack Expo saw the competitor were like, oh, this is different. This is really different right. with that pattern and the interlocking and the creating the standing walls instead of maybe a 45 degree angle. Um, so, yeah, differentiation is once you see it through COVID, we haven't had as much live right. touching feeling ones, but right. virtual does a part of it, but not the full story. 
And I wanted to say kudos to you both and to, to Caleb. The three of you are three of the hardest working people at the whole Pack Expo show. Every time I walked by that you guys were pulling out cushion lock, showing people how it works, I was totally amazed by your effort and well done there. Thank so. you. Yeah, it's a fun time, but it is draining by the end of it. I had been to Pack Expo before, but last year, in October of 2022, was the first time any of the rest of my team. And I'm like, it's huge. You don't understand. And then they get there and they're like, oh. <laughs> uh, just a million square feet, right? Yeah. yeah. Nobody, yeah. And then I had a bunch of people that knew me. They're like, do you know everyone here, Marshall? Yeah. <laughs> For a while network and I would try and leave the booth and they'd be like, oh, somebody else stopped that knew you. So that was fun too, because it's like a big reunion for the packaging folks. So I agree. It is. And it's an it's an awesome show. Two or thirty-two thousand people this year, which is incredible. Largest show ever for Pack Expo in Las Vegas. Sure Chicago will be another record setter. So make sure you go see the 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 that's the plan. The booth there. Because we didn't move enough. We're having time to fall down. I love it. Welcome to real live. Right. My real demo space. (laughs) So, Tom, I've told this story a couple times to people recently at shows about how you invented this product while laying down in a hammock. That's right. Can you tell us the story? Yeah. And then can you tell us it would it be possible to ever make an actual hammock out of this product? Yeah, it's funny that, that, that you mentioned that, Corey, because that is a fun story. It's true. It really is. It was 4th of July weekend, 2019, and I really was just noodling in my little iPad, laying out ideas, and I figured out how to get the walls to rotate, and I thought, well, that'll be strong. This is going to be great. So that's a true story, and even before Pack Expo a while back, we were talking about, oh, should we bring some hammocks, and this will be fun, and then I got the smart idea. I'm like, well, maybe I could make a Kiragami-based uh hammock which is doable and actually i haven't made a hammock yet but just looking that direction where it's a little different than cushion lock is there and we take the strength of the paper and we make it into those vertical those folding walls so that it has a high compressive strength um for something like a hammock right you don't need that it's all you want to keep it all in plane and you just want high tensile strength but Mm -hmm. some conformability And so I've actually been working on that for a little bit. And that's led to a couple other new opportunities that hopefully we'll tell you about in a episode as well. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But it's never (laughs) goofy ideas are are always worth doing. I think subconsciously the hammock, because it like spreads out and makes honeycomb shape was maybe something that helped (laughs) him develop a piece that wasn't any tie-in. It just happened to be in the hammock. Yeah, right? (laughs) I think it's awesome. I think it's the the perfect story for this product and it's paper, 100% recyclable. This is this is the way of the future, I think. So, I'd love to know your opinion, Marsha. What do you think is the future of sustainable packaging? Well, I think it is more in these paper-based products. So, we think and I think we talked about it maybe last time Tom wrote up this was invented 20 years ago like maybe some of our competitors. It wasn't as much of a a thing. There wasn't the regulations, the single-use plastic, all the incentives, I'll say, or regulations yeah. to have people try and be more sustainable. Most companies have some sort of a sustain- sustainability goal that they're trying. So we think this really fits with that and gives them a, a really good solution to be able to meet those sustainability goals and initiatives. And just more awareness with the public, it being curbside recyclable. And honestly, it's probably compostable too, because it's just paper, but we haven't gone that because compostability isn't that big of a thing anymore. Or yet, not anymore, but yet is people don't have the 
the way to compost really readily, like they do curbside recycling. But in the future, it could fall into that if it's if the compostability system increases, right. you know, at least in the U.S. So, well yeah. Yeah. And it's also for cushion lock in general. I think we see as big opportunities in the global marketplace as well, because there's there's demand in, in many other regions with the same sort of, or even being ahead of the U.S. in terms of regulations and these things. True. So for us, we're certainly, we have our eyes on that and trying to expand into yeah. some other areas yeah. as well. And it's, so besides expanding Kirigami and that technology for other things that would help with yep. sustainability, we've got other products that most of our new product introductions that we're considering or pursuing have some sort of sustainability to all of our products um, throughout 3M have to have fit some sustainability requirements. And then our existing items are being changed if they have packaging that was in single-use plastics, things like that. They're all being looked at, but we're specifically looking at other products. We already came out with box lock tape, which works better on recycled content boxes. We have paper tape that is the box lock brand. Also, we have curbside recyclable mailers. We're looking at recycled content more in some of the tapes that we use and recycled content increasing and maybe recyclability of our dispensers. Oh. Some of our tape dispensers are reusable. People don't tend to reuse them, like our little red dispensers and things like that, but they are reusable. So we're trying to encourage that. Once again, it's awareness and getting consumers to understand all the sustainable features that we have. And then understanding from consumers what they want to see or what Makes sense mm-hmm. to them. Yeah, great point. We have to accommodate what they're looking for. If it if they're not happy with it, it's not going to sell, and it's not going to make an impact, no matter how great of an idea it is. Well said. Well, thank you both. Another awesome episode. I can't wait to do the next one when we're talking about even more new items and sustainable items. But what's a good way for us to all get in touch with you both? So us particularly, you can look us up, either of us on LinkedIn, and we can reach out through there or connect through there. To get more information about Cushion Lock, you can go to scotchbrand.com. If you go to scotch.com, it's a very different website. <laughs> you get to brand.com and then search for Cushion Lock. On there, it also, you can get to where to buy. But if you're more of a packaging user, Pack Expo type participant, check with your packaging and or office supplies or other major retailers or distributors to see. And if they're not carrying cushion lock yet, ask them to. <laughs> That's how we're selling the large roll. And then the 175 will be going through those distributors um, that we saw a lot of them at Pack Expo, but getting listed with them so that you can buy it along with whatever else you're buying for your packaging needs, not the custom stuff like right. your direct print box from a major corrugated supplier, but all those other kind of stock items. Excellent. Well, thank you again. Another another great show. I appreciate you both. Thank, thank you. Right. you. Thanks, Corey. Always fun talking. Bye. This episode is sponsored by Specrite, the first purpose-built platform for specification management. So much has changed when it comes to packaging, and there's a new book to help you stay ahead of the curve, The Evolution of Products and Packaging, written by longtime packaging executive, Mr. Matthew Wright helps you unpack industry trends and explains how you can use data to drive packaging, innovation, and sustainability. Download your free copy today at specright.com backslash book. That's S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T dot com backslash book.